Welcome to Free Talk Live, the live Saturday show. The phones are open for you. If you want to join us, that's the thing that we do here. We open phones and allow you to talk to a national radio listening audience, as well as some people on the Internet. We're, we're worldwide. We are indeed. We're all around the globe. Or Did you say all around? All around the globe. Okay. Yeah, I, I, I stumbled on my words there. Sorry. In the studio tonight, you've got Ian. And uh, Peakless Mountaineer. And... Uh, <laughs> the Lord Reverend Doctor Captain Kickass. There's a lot. Oh, I'm glad we're on our verbal game, both of us today. Yes, yes. <laughs> a lot in the news that we can talk about. But uh, Top Gun came out with a sequel after what thirty, almost thirty, <laughs> thirty-five, something like Breaking that. Breaking news: years? Tom Cruise looks the same. That guy's like a vampire, man. He like doesn't age. I mean, you can tell he's older than he yeah, was in yeah. that movie. But like, as far as all of the other people that you'd recognize from that movie, if you remember any of the characters at all, Tom Cruise looks the most the same hmm. than everybody else looks, of course, age appropriately aged. But Tom Cruise still has, you know, a clean shaven face and black hair. What's that religion that he's Scientology. in? Scientology. I was going to say, must be all those oh, secret Scientology is it, powers. Is, mm-hmm. are, are the Scientologists the same people who are like... Trust the science and believe the science? No. No, oh, no, no, no. No, the Scientology are the people that, like, so they start out with, like, hold these two rods, and yes. if you can keep this this needle in the middle, <laughs> then you're one of the chosen ones. Wait, what do they call that? Wait. I have no that's, idea. That's how, the, uh, that's how the, uh, the old well drillers find water, with the, the witching rod or whatever it is. Oh, oh, uh, divining dowsing. rod. Divining rod, yes, thank yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, dowsing, yeah. I'm so rusty on my Scientology, and I shouldn't be, because we actually had a radio station in Clearwater, Florida. Now, this is probably a decade ago, but Clearwater is where the Scientology home base is. And a lot of the people that live in Clearwater are Scientologists, and so our signal on saturday night was being heard by these scientologists and we were talking about them one night yeah and they started calling in and Ooh. it was really it was really an interesting show uh because these are the kind of people who will sue you if they don't like oh, yeah. what you're saying so they're a very litigious group what are, i'm trying to think of what they call the uh the the, the things inside of you the thetans, thetans. yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, which, as far as I can tell so theta uh is a, a greek letter that has always been attached to death so it's the the deathy bits inside of you, huh. and the deathy bits those are the those are the problems. So Sounds you got to get rid of your deathy bits. Okay, <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't have remembered the name of it. The e meter is what it is called. And, ah, the uh, e meter. The uh, originally the electropsychometer mm. is an electronic That's a device. Good band name. Electropsychometer. Displaying the <laughs> electrodermal activity of a human being. It is used for what they call auditing. That was it. That was the, the jargon that I was looking for. You you were audited by the Scientologists, and then they give you, I think it's like, you know, oh, well, you've got too many Thetans. You need to sign up for our classes, and then you can go from level to level to level. And, of course, you have to pay them. That's the thing with Scientology. You have to pay uh, them mm-hmm. to advance in levels, as I understand it. Yes. Yeah. Uh, what's funny about uh, Scientology is uh, a friend of mine was dating a girl who was, I would say, becoming a Scientologist. I don't Ooh, know that wow, that she was awkward. when I when I first knew her, but then you know they maintained a relationship and she started going to you know their church and oh, all that man. kind of thing. And and at some point, you know, he what went with him? her. He uh, went with her to a a gathering of some mm-hmm. sort, and he was like, no, no, this isn't for me or whatever. Um, what was I going to say? I had a point for all this. <laughs> oh, whatever. What happened to them? Um, well, they broke up ultimately. Yeah, I was going to say, and that's she, the like, way it's going to go. Yeah, and she like moved away and like 
sort of nobody ever heard from her again oh, kind of wow. a thing. Like she sort of disowned uh, at least you the people that I yourself. know. You're too full of Phaetons. Yeah, I, I think uh, I think I remember her surfacing once at some sort of a like a band reunion show or something like that, and that was about it. Hey, how you doing? I'm great. Okay. Yeah, the, and that was it. Yeah, the two things I always think of. Number one, invented by what L. Ron Hubbard, and uh-huh. never oh. he never joined the religion that he created. Yeah. Really? Like I, for me, that's a red you, flag. I remember what it was. Uh, my point that I was yeah, getting. No, he to. created it on that? a bet. Like you know, I forget which uh, which author because like he, he was in some weird groups at the time. But yeah, no, he he made a bet that he could make a religion and it would take off, and he won. How do you, knew tr- that how this do you was- create a thing and not join well, no, that he, thing? He, well, he, he studied what, what do the religions do, mm-hmm. uh, what do they offer, what, and how do they make money. Yeah. That was one of the big things, yeah. is like figuring out, okay, so what's, what's your uh, financial plan on this? And like, oh, okay, so there's kind of a pyramid schemey element to it, mm-hmm. and I can, I can recreate that. And okay, what do, what do you offer like, uh, you know, to make people feel better? Okay, I can do that. And he just designed designed this religion based on looking at other religions that had been successful and like no he didn't join he knew it was nonsense because he had made it up i I was but i mean the the thing was like if you design this thing based on other religions then people do in fact find value in it because you're you're copying something system works has been valued so the the how to's of how to make a religion are rather well known i pretty sure you can go online and get like the seven basic principles of mm. how to form religion but uh this particular person uh that i that i'm remembering who was a scientologist i was telling somebody else about who happened to be a christian and they were saying something i'm paraphrasing i don't remember their exact words but they were saying something like can you believe that people just sort of believe a bunch of words written down into a book from a guy that nobody knows and they think that that is the one true religion they need to believe words that and, are written down in a very old book by a whole bunch of people yeah, I, mm. I of course pointed out i said you realize you're describing your religion right now <laughs> no no it's different and mine like, was written down I, a lot longer know. ago by a lot more than one person and a lot more people believe in it and That's translated true. out of latin well, and well know. and that and and that is one of the things about like so it, Hebrew. because Hebrew? it is because it's like it's still it's it's still currently practiced but it's not popular enough i mean similar to mormonism it's a lot easier to like pick things apart and so you can you know see things like wait you believe in the dark lord xenu and it's like yes but you don't find that out that's until later. you until yeah. way into it and well that's that's true of a lot of religions it, that mm. like okay well yeah sure we have some some harder to believe things that we won't tell you about until you've already been in it long enough that you've you've uh, you've got sunk costs yeah you got to buy this yeah no. isn't hebrew like unwoke shouldn't it be like zebrew <laughs> i have no clue no, no more Shebrews. No, I mean that's also like not woke, right? Should be him, Zebrew? him, herbrew, zebrew, it, it brew. Ooh, I like that. I'm happy to talk about Scientology tonight. I mean that wasn't my intention, but it's like whenever you bring up Tom Cruise, it's got to be brought uh, up, right? Yeah. Uh, if if you are a former Scientologist, if you're a current Scientologist, you know, feel free to to uh, to weigh in here. The number is six zero three two eight three sixty one sixty. It's more interesting, of course, to talk to the former Scientologists, the ones that were involved and then they somehow got out. Yeah. You know, for whatever, and that's like getting that story is always interesting. Like, how did you go from being a believer in this thing what opened your eyes to say this is crazy there are people though that um have 
become Scientologists and left that don't want to talk about it. Because Scientology will come after them? I don't know. I've never been able to They're get very like, litigious. That's I've, one reason. I've why. never been able to get like a hard reason out of it, other than yeah, I don't want to talk about that. Like, like someone's told you personally. Yeah, I I wanted Not to that know. They don't want to come on the air, but they no, just don't right, want to talk yeah, to you one on one. I wanted to know wow. like how how did you you know why how you know what changed your mind that kind well, of thing. Like, I don't want to talk. I mean, of course. I mean. Well, and, and, and you find this is true with a lot of different things like Scientology, a lot of various other religions, uh, secret societies, or like, uh, you know, someone who's like, you know, Edward Snowden, right? Like, hey, I got out of the NSA. Let me tell yeah. you what we were up to while I was in there. Actually, it also kind of happens when you, uh, at least for me anyway, I can speak personally, uh, when I sort of it came out of the fog of statism. I don't know what you want to call that process. But in the process of mm. of realizing that you know the state is not great, that it is not some sort of noble organization that society has put together for the benefit of that. No, it's an organization of violence that well does violence to other people in order to get their way, right? And so when you come out of that and you're you know, watching media or reading materials that are you know aiding in you sort of leaving that, you experience this sort of like. Am I going to be okay? Is somebody going to come after me? Like It is a lot you know. like leaving a religion because statism is absolutely a religious belief. Yeah. Uh, the number here is 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. we got more coming up, including Top Gun as military propaganda on the way. Free Talk Live. Phones open. Join us here. The number 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. Free Talk Live is brought to you by Bitcoin.com. You go to Bitcoin.com and then click Get Started at the top of the page. And that is where you can start learning about cryptocurrency like Bitcoin and Bitcoin Cash. Bitcoin has slipped below... 20 or uh, below $30,000, about 29800 as we speak for the original BTC. Of course, Bitcoin Cash is another option for you, as well as dozens of others, thousands of others. Uh, but you got to get started by learning the basics. So click Get Started at the top of the page over at Bitcoin.com. I, I learned you. recently there's 19,000 cryptocurrencies. And counting. Yeah. Like... I, that few, huh? There, there were the last time I remember mentioning it on this show. There was like nine thousand. Yeah, and so that number has doubled effectively. I remember when I made a flyer for the local Bitcoin group here that has been at different businesses, just kind of a basic Bitcoin flyer. Probably like twenty seventeen or something. There were a thousand or two thousand. Yeah, at that time. Yeah. So, so I didn't mean to it's cut crazy. You off. Yeah. Uh, um, for those who are you know a toe in the Bitcoin world, uh, one of the things that I find helpful for like okay, well, there's nine thousand of them, and like I don't want to get caught in the hype on on some of the the crappy ones. So uh, w- what I like to look at is what is the volume. So like mm, uh, how much go, trading? Yeah. Is so there? when you go to the site that's like keeping track of all of them, what they usually start out with is the, uh, the here's market how much. Cap. Yes. Here's the market 
market cap, which like I mean, there's there's a really easy way to fudge that, so it's mm-hmm. like not especially reliable, and it, it's really susceptible to hype. Whereas uh, if you you know click on the little button that says, well, sort it by volume, like that's where you can see, okay, here's how much people are actually trading in this. So and it, that's it, at least a, a better indicator. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And that way you can sort of go, okay, these are probably the ones that are more worth my time to figure to look out. At. That's yeah. a good point. Bitcoin.com, click Get Started, learn the basics about crypto there. And if you want the latest news headlines, they've got those for you too over at news.bitcoin.com. Let's go to James in West Virginia. We started out talking about, we were going to get into Tom uh, Top Gun, but of course, any discussion <laughs> of Tom Cruise leads to Scientology. And James, you wanted to weigh in. Go ahead. Hi, guys. Um, I'm going to tell you a little story that happened probably before you were born. Uh, this happened in 1975. Were you born then? I, I was three. Okay. I was working at a local radio station as a disc jockey. <laughs> and our chief engineer, a brilliant man, you talk about anything electric, he knew it. But he was also the head of the local Scientology so-called church. Hmm. Is Scientology and that old? I wasn't aware that it was oh, yeah. 50 oh, or, yeah. or older. Mm-hmm. Well, not only was he a big wig in, in Scientology, but so was his wife. Okay. And they used to constantly attend the conferences they had in Washington, D.C. at the time. Mm-hmm. Now, an e-meter is nothing more than a galvanometer. You can go uh, back then in the old days to Radio Shack, and for $25, you could make your own e-meter. It's a very simple, stupid device that Mm -hmm. any kid can make, right? Yeah, I've I've heard it was something that uh, showed up at like a lot of, uh, you know, carnivals and things like that as just a curiosity. Right, right. But, you know, the thing that always amazed me was this man, this brilliant electrical engineer knew what an e-meter was. Mm -hmm. He knew how it worked, and yet he was 100% convinced, as was his wife, that Scientology was the only true way to go. Mm. And that always amazed me. Okay, so uh, he passed away some years uh, ago, and I talked to his wife for the first time, she moved to Canada, which is where she originally was from, I think. Anyway, I asked her about, you know, she told me that she had left the, the church after 35 years. Wow. And she was so disillusioned with all the time and money, especially mm-hmm. the money they wasted going through this clearing process. Right. So finally, that's that's what they're told. They're getting rid of these bad thetans that Mm -hmm. are supposedly inhabiting your body or whatever. That's exactly right. And, uh, you know, she's now like 65 or 68 years old. And she just thinks back to all those years she wasted with this crazy organization. And you're right about one thing. She won't other than she would not tell me why she turned. And like you said earlier, most of them who have left the church, so-called church, uh, they will not discuss why they left or what happened to make them leave or to make them change their mind. And I think that, you know, there's been many reports of the Scientology uh, 
guards or whatever they are coming after people who turn them in, so to speak. Sounds like the mafia. So, once you can't, once you get in, you can't get out. That's exactly right. Well, it so, is like a lot of uh, religion, sort of cults. There is that pressure to say, "Okay, well, you've been in this church for, you know, like you said, thirty years for this lady." All of her friends must have been Scientologists, right? Because the cults want you to shut out the rest of the world. Generally, if they oh, if they won't listen to you, yeah, thirty years in, you think you you've pretty much isolated yourself from anybody that's outside your belief system. Yeah, and so that it, makes it, of know. course, harder to leave when you know that you're going to lose your entire social support network, everybody that you care about and who ostensibly cares about you. They're going to no longer be interested in in helping you or being your. They're friend. not allowed to talk to you once you leave. Right. They are not allowed to acknowledge your existence. Jehovah's Witnesses. There's so many different yeah, the, uh, uh, the sect yes. of Christianity I was raised in. Uh, they called it mark and avoid, and uh, mostly it was mostly it was if you were a former member that the okay, well you are you are excommunicated is what uh, yeah. what they would call it in Catholic terms. But I mean it's it's all the same thing. Mormons, like, I think, do that yeah, too. we're like okay, you are you are a, a threat to our 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 socialization. Yep, and uh, we will not allow or tolerate any of our members talking to you. But it, but the Scientologists go further because, like I said before, they're very litigious. They're likely to bring a lawsuit. Oh, well, you're defaming our organization if you're talking about what really happens. And they even if they don't succeed with the lawsuit, they can still use it as what they call lawfare, right? Where they attack you with a lawsuit, you then. If you're not incredibly wealthy you have you know you're going to get broken financially by having to deal with that hiring attorneys dealing with depositions and all the nonsense uh, involved in that they've got plenty of money do you guys remember the tv show that was on for weeks and weeks about scientology and all the people who had left it was this like the hbo Mm -hmm. uh special something like that i didn't see it but I, i did hear about it it stirred up a lot of controversy yeah, I'm surprised they weren't sued. But but the point of, of my story was this. Tom Cruise, uh, I don't want to call him an idiot. He's apparently a good actor. He's good at what he does. But I seriously doubt he's an electronic genius, no. whereas my friend was. And he knew exactly what was going on as far as the e-meter and all that stuff. And yet he still bought into it. And that wow. always makes Amazing. Thank you for the story tonight, James. I definitely appreciate hearing from you. And if you are out there and you are formerly of Scientology, you're welcome to give us a call. You don't have to use your real name. Uh, The number here is 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. And probably the reason they didn't sue HBO is because they know HBO's got a bunch of lawyers, too. They're going to go after the easy marks, the people they can push around. There's more coming up. It's Free Talk Live. Looking for a great real estate investment? Consider New Hampshire, which is ground zero for the Liberty Movement. Your first call should be to Mark Warden from Porcupine Real Estate. He's more than just a real estate agent. He's your New Hampshire concierge. Where are the best places to live? Do you want farms, city, the burbs, or forest? Do you want a duplex or multifamily building so that renters pay your mortgage? There are homes in all price ranges in New Hampshire, and Mark can help with financing, too. Invest in Liberty and property. Mark Warden can help. Porcupinerealestate.com. It is Free Talk Live, and you can join us here. The number is 603 283 6160. That's 603 283 6160. And you can. 
Bring up anything you want. We are talking about Scientology to some extent here. It wasn't, uh, wasn't my intention. We, we just kind of accidentally stepped in it. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Uh, and it's hard to get out once you apparently get into Scientology because they will possibly threaten you with legal action. I'm, I'm only worried about one of us because the other two of us are wearing footwear that are adequate for stepping in it. <laughs> And, you know, could be worse. I mean, it's not Islam. They won't kill you for leaving. Well, I don't think that, I mean, I don't think that most in Islam will kill you for leaving. Uh, no, not leaving. in America, and, sure. They okay. can't really get away with it because they're not a dominant culture here. But no, that is actually part of Islam. You're not allowed to leave. Wait, how does how does one become... Uh, mm, okay, so when I make fun of things, generally I do it because of something that exists, right? So... Uh, the folks who are like, you must believe the science, right? I, I call that scientism, right? Uh, and then there's uh, the suffixology, right? Like mm-hmm. uh, when I'm making a cocktail that I believe is an original nobody else has ever made before, uh, I'm engaging in the art of mixology, right? Mm-hmm. So where, how does ology fit into religions? Most religions are isms, aren't they? Uh, well. Or tea, like Christianity or I guess usually, yeah. Uh, so uh, ologies are uh, the the study of. I mean, it comes back to the root word for logic. So then, in theory, the translation for Scientology is the study of science, right? Which it is not because it's a religion, right? Okay. Well, it's kind of like People's Republic <laughs> or Free Country. I mean, military they call it intelligence, these things, but uh, a little bit of a, a Zimmerman. A what? That's uh, my repronunciation of oxymoron. Ah, <laughs> yeah. And and uh, what I did want to uh, point out just real quick because it's fascinating to find out. Uh, so uh, L. Ron Hubbard had an interesting life with the uh, the occultist side of his uh, his work. So he was in the uh, Ordo hmm. Templi Orientis, the uh, Aleister Crowley's outfit for a while. He was really? a thelemite. Um, yeah, he was involved with uh, Jack Parsons, who was this like uh, this big before rocketry. He found it? Yeah, it was uh, mm. right before he found it. So this was like in the 40s, and he uh, so Dianetics was published in 1950. Mm-hmm. So this was all right before he uh, he published Dianetics, uh, which was the foundational work for the Church of Scientology. And yeah, he was uh, deeply involved in like uh, uh, occult sex magic and uh, what he called the Babylon working, which is this uh, trying to like uh, summon a, a an uh, an extra dimensional being into a baby that gets uh, conceived. Yeah, some wow. wacky stuff. I mean, on one hand, sure, that's all wacky. On the other hand, he doesn't sound like he lived a boring life. <laughs> yeah, that's that that is There's a that. fact. Uh, and according to Wikipedia, I mentioned this off the air, but you had said on the air that uh, Hubbard was not involved in Scientology as far as being a member. But according to Wikipedia, well, at least he between... did step down as the director in 1966. Yeah, there's a difference between running a thing and being subject to it. So, like, he never gets okay. to get judged by his own criteria, whereas if he's just running the thing, like, okay, well, he your sets word the is criteria. Law. Yeah, exactly. Okay, oh, that's that's important to point out. Um, but I'm I'm glad we were able to clarify that because it was when you said it, I thought, how could he possibly create this thing and not be involved? So he was involved. He just wasn't a member. Of course, he wasn't a member. He was the creator of it. Well, he so, doesn't have to go yeah. through clearing. He invented no. clearing. No, he's perfect. I only have one question about 
L. Ron Hubbard is, did he ever go to a cupboard to get his poor dog a bone? <laughs> I think that was his mother. Oh, right. Yeah. Okay, my bad. Uh, the number here is 603-283-6160. You can bring up anything you want. So we'll, we'll leave Scientology open. It's on the table, of course. You know, you can always bring up anything here on Free Talk Live. So if you want to weigh in, feel free. But, Captain, you actually had wanted to talk about Top Gun uh, the new well, movie, yeah. I believe yeah, it's Top yeah, Gun Yeah, we ended Maverick. up on Scientology because apparently uh, Tom Cruise is really well preserved. And, uh, <laughs> yes, the speculation last, was there was some sort of thing secret. Yeah, and, and last time I saw a picture of Val Kilmer, he was not, so not well preserved. So yeah, I, he's not doing well. I, I'm a little worried about how he's looking in this thing. Uh, word I saw today was that Val Kilmer didn't even do his own voice work in the movie. Oh, really? Oh, I don't wow. know what. I don't know how he appears, but apparently, whatever lines are spoken by him, he apparently can't even talk. I don't know if that's true. That's just I oh. saw a headline about that, so I don't. I don't know. If it's true. To, to be fair, I have not seen the new Top Gun movie. I have not either. Uh, it's called Top Gun Maverick, but. And we're not here to talk about the movie itself, which, by the way, is doing very well uh, as far as it is, and it's uh, box office and all that. It it's not untrue to say that Top Gun Maverick is propaganda for it is. the United States Empire. If it's a military movie coming from Hollywood, you can bet ninety nine point nine nine percent it's going to be military propaganda. Because, as you're going to, I'm sure, reveal here, Captain, the military, in order to give people, you know, like these producers or whatever, they want to get a jet, they want to get an aircraft carrier, they want to get a tank, or whatever. Yeah. In order to get that, they got to give the script over to the military, and then they, you know, come back with their changes. Yes, and in fact, uh, this was pointed out by, of all places, the Los Angeles Times, in, mm-hmm. an, in an op-ed that says, why does the Pentagon give a helping hand to films like Top Gun? Uh, I'll skip the intro because we've already covered it. But the film's F-18s and other military gear are courtesy of the Pentagon. Right. You can't just go rent that from your typical arms supplier who will you know, rent you a machine gun well, or something like that. There are things like that that you could go and there rent. There are some people who do have some yeah. military like jets or whatever. But you if could you also, want the real deal, you can't. You could also you engage, you know, a foreign government to rent these things rather than you you could. Know, the government done yeah, you could. That, that you happen to be subject to. Uh, but I, I want to I like that sentence the way they pointed out, because this didn't cost the film anything. Right. Like monetarily. Right. These films have enormous budgets. Mm-hmm. And yeah, sure. so you would think that some money would have changed hands. Uh, in exchange, in addition to whatever you know, they they want to do with the script, you would expect so. Yeah, but no, the films, F-18s, and other military gear are courtesy of the Pentagon. No, 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 courtesy of the taxpayer. Well, hmm. I because they're the ones footing the bill for it. I don't know about well, you. Hey, but, let's be fair. Courtesy of everyone using U.S. dollars throughout the world. True, because of inflation. Because, exactly. Yeah. We don't do real taxes anymore. Right. That's really just a, a way of uh, uh, manipulating the individuals living in this area. Right. That's not what actually funds the government. What funds yep. the government is that people throughout the world spend these dollars that are always increasingly worth less and less, Correct. which people are just starting to notice now. I may stand alone here, but I find none of that very courteous. Mm. 
Oh, stealing people's value out of their savings? Yeah, that's correct. That's, or their uh, paycheck or curious. sending men to, you know, in costumes to threaten them if they don't pay whatever it is they decide they pay. The other so thing we, about So we shouldn't have all these peaceful people inadvertently funding a murder machine. Huh. Yeah. Interesting. That's that's kind of what I'm getting at. You know, it's frustrating to look at a movie like Top Gun, which we know is without having seen it, we it, know it's propaganda because the military supported it. G.I. Joe. Sorry. And and looking here, I'm at RottenTomatoes.com, which, of course, is a movie website that shows you what the critics think and what viewers think. And a lot of times, critics and viewers don't line up. They do in this case. 97% fresh on the critics' tomato the meter. tomatometer. 99% fresh on the uh, viewers' tomato meter. Wow. And so, overall, people love this movie. And it's just so sad because, on one hand... You know, there are people in the United States who seem to understand that the U.S. government should not be doing warmongering around the world. There's a lot of people were very happy to hear that troops were being brought home from Afghanistan, and people certainly soured on that a long time ago, the the occupation of that. Oh, everybody cheered when, uh, was it Obama announced uh, they were going to close Guantanamo Bay? Yeah. Still open, by the way. So on one hand, so people seem to have uh, two minds about this. On one hand, they do seem to understand that war is detrimental and it's bad, but they sure do love themselves the wars. Woohoo! The glories of combat! Look at how shiny these explosions are! We gotta blow them up! Like, we're not even close. If 99% like blatant war propaganda, uh, we're not even close to ending eternal war in this country. And I don't even know who the bad guy is in this uh, in this movie. Is, is it the Russians this time? I don't know. I don't know. Uh, you tell us. China, 603-283-6160 if you've seen it. Weigh in. This is Free Talk Live, and you can share your thoughts here. The number is 603-283-6160, whether it be about military propaganda in Hollywood movies, which this is a new article because it's about Top Gun Maverick, the new uh, sequel to Top Gun that it was just released within the last week or so. Uh, but it is not a new story. This has been going on for decades where Hollywood has reached out to the Pentagon for assistance in production of movies involving military personnel or military craft, uh, weaponry, etc. And the military says, sure, we'll let you use that tank. But just give us the script and we'll punch it up a little bit and give it back to you. And as long as you accept all of our changes... You get to use the tank. And we're going to learn more about that as well. Of course, if you want to uh, weigh in here, the number is 603-283-6160. By the way, I do want to say thanks to Igutsky, who is a uh, silver supporter of the Free Talk Live AMPS program. AMPS.freetalklive.com stands for Advertise, Market, Promote, and Support. It's a way that you can help support what we do here on Free Talk Live, which is getting the ideas of liberty out there uh, to mainstream broadcast radio, because honestly, there's no other show that is like this one uh nothing even comes close in broadcast radio so if you like what we're doing and you want to help us out join as igutsky has done over at amps.freetalklive.com amps.freetalklive.com he or she i'm not sure which uh is a silver level supporter for five bucks a month that's all we ask and really appreciate it so once again that's amps.freetalklive.com and i did want to just sidetrack here for a moment because uh peakless you had said that the punishment for leaving 
Islam is death. And while that is probably true in some extremist viewpoints, and there are probably people like that running governments in the Middle East, I you know don't know in which countries that is true, but I suspect that it is in more than one. Uh, it's not. It's not called for in the Quran, mm. uh, and so that's why I wanted to address here from uh, allislam.org. And the, and the reason I you know I wanted to go look this up is like I know if Will Coley were here, mm. uh, former host on on the show and a, a Muslim uh, imam, he would have an answer for this. And so I just I, d- I dug around, and you have to dig for a bit because mm. you'll find website after website that says you'll be killed if you you know, and and in some places of the world you probably will be. Mm. Uh, but he uh, whoever writes this says apostasy or denouncing one's religion is unfortunately taken as a punishable offense by many islamic scholars even those who propound this view are unable to quote or even though those who propound this view are unable to quote a single quranic verse or hadith to support it the fact is that while recanting islam is a sin there's absolutely no worldly punishment prescribed by islam for it Islam places great stress on freedom of conscience, including the freedom to choose one's religion, as one of the fundamental rights of all human beings. In the Quran, it states, quote, there should be no compulsion in religion. And also, quote, it is the truth from your Lord. Wherefore, let him, let him who will believe and let him who will disbelieve. And then they cite which uh, statements those come from. Uh, and I'll put this up on our social media for those of you that want to dig in deeper at social.freetalklive.com. But it says here, these verses prove that man is free to choose the religion that makes him happy and that rejecting Islam is not a crime. Unfortunately, the punishment of apostasy has now become death, even though this menacing concept does not claim a single Quranic verse as evidence. In fact, although the subject of apostasy has been brought up several times in the Quran, no mention has ever been made of its punishment. In verse 3, chapter 145, God states, quote, He who turns his back on his heels shall not harm Allah a whit, unquote. A clear indication that apostasy has no need for punishment. And similarly, chapter 2, verse 109 states, quote, Whoever takes disbelief in exchange for belief has undoubtedly gone astray from the right path, unquote. Again, no mention of a punishment. Nor well, is there evidence of such punishments in the life and practice of Muhammad himself, the one to whom the Quran was revealed. So I just thought well, that was so interesting. You have a, a big parallel here between, so in the United States Constitution, I have an absolute right to bear arms, to free speech, to press, to uh, um, uh, a right to my papers and uh, my uh, possessions unless through due process. Like we have all of these, oh, and a right to do literally everything you haven't made illegal yet. Mm-hmm. I have a right to all these things on paper, but but as far as it's actually done, it has nothing like that. Well, so you have the same parallel here, where in the text of their law, there's no, it doesn't call for the death of of people who leave the religion, but in the actual application, that's how it works out. Well, in some applications, as you pointed out, not in the United States. Well, and yeah, where you can get away with the rest it. Of the world. Probably a, a good chunk of the rest of the world, but you mean when the psychopaths places where they are don't running... have where they don't have control of the government? Yeah, I mean where you have yeah. control of the government is where you can get away with killing people. Mm-hmm. It's really that yeah. simple. So if you don't have control of the government, I just you thought can't it was important to point out that people. Islam itself does not call for it. That's all. Uh, Islam, as its practice, does. So, like a, a similar thing with um, uh, the but there's depic- a difference there. You're talking about the difference of uh, the way humans are interpreting 
and applying so what is you, human you, action so you may versus as well be work. saying that uh, American government does not call for the incarceration of people in Guantanamo Bay. No, the government does. Really? That's not in the Constitution. Sure, it's it's not right. in the Constitution. Right, the Quran is the Constitution of that uh, of the of Islam. Well, of Islam, yes, exactly. Well, I mean, you you would I guess the difference would be that the Quran is purportedly the word of God, and the U.S. government, even though we can acknowledge that it is ultimately a religion, I think most people acknowledge that it was written by men, right? Like the U.S. government's constitution is not purported, at least, to be the word of God. It is purported to be the agreement that we all have. Well, which that's obviously false because right. we didn't sign it. Right. And as it is as true that that is the agreement that we all have and keep as to say that this is the perfect word of God. Like this, this is what these are called, but this is nothing, nothing the sort of what actually gets done. Yeah, it's the largest religion disagreement is that they all claim that whatever their sacred text is, is the word of God. Right. That's right. Well, and and in another example of this, so like uh, I'm sure you're aware of all of the, the hubbub about uh, depicting Muhammad. The Elron hubbub? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> So uh, there's nothing in there specific about that. It's just that that's how they apply, uh, weirdly enough, something that's in uh, Judaism and Christianity as well. Of mm. uh, You're not supposed to make a, a, a graven image, which you can interpret that either loosely or tightly. Uh, but you're uh, and they they interpret it very, Quite very tightly. tightly. Yeah. Like you are not supposed to make any kind of images of actual things and especially of especially important things. I just don't think it's fair to say Islam calls for a thing when the people in Islam differ on how they will talk about these things. Right. So you can't make that blanket statement. You can say certain governments who are run by people who purportedly believe in Islam are psychopaths and they will put you to death for this thing but others will not others will you know acknowledge you and you know let you make the choices that you want to make and just say well god'll deal with it when you die so i think that we can just acknowledge that there are different viewpoints on this well i i still think it's accurate to say that islam calls for this when you but find it doesn't. out well only certain people call for it islam is a concept okay American government is a concept made up of people, right? And the people and in the government are do, using violence against people, right? But there are still some good ideas in the founding documents, like freedom of speech. Yeah, right. Yeah. So we can look at the founding documents and say that the people who are interpreting them are not interpreting them in the way that we would think that they should. Well, there's some great ideas. There's some terrible ideas. I, I mean, like unapportioned taxes. And there's and some then, terrible and ideas in Like it says, no unapportioned Quran. taxes, but then it tells you, here's how you apportion taxes. So, I mean, that is a terrible idea. You shouldn't have both of those in the same And document. I'm not saying that the uh, Quran is full of all of good ideas. I'm not right. saying that at all. And it's sure, just... there are some good ideas in there as well. There are some yeah. good ideas and some terrible ideas, but that doesn't really matter if that's not what's being followed what's being followed well, is some that when follow the people it and some who, don't well when the people who are practicing this take over an area this is what gets done mm, that's not true they've taken over was it dearborn michigan or whatever and they're not executing people there uh they haven't really taken over dearborn michigan wasn't that i thought it was dearborn it was there's one michigan town that's like run by muslims 
I'm not familiar. They're still subject to the U.S. federal government. Okay. And uh, and the government of the state of Michigan and so on. Well, the Muslims that I know, I don't believe that they would do those things that, that you're talking about. And obviously the ones that wrote this uh, do not agree with you. So well, I just don't think Muslims it's fair. I think you're you collectivizing know, uh, Muslims here. Okay. Well, Muslims that you know are, I assume, uh, not in favor of government in general. Right. So right. why can't they be that's acknowledged as, as part kind, of Islam? That's a very different way of practicing. I know one thing's for certain, and that's uh, people enjoy, seem to enjoy, killing in the name of religion, regardless they do. of they the do. religion. There's plenty of Christians that go to war. Whether, yeah, look at the uh, the Catholics. And there's a lot of Christians <laughs> that go to war, and yet we don't say that Christianity supports war. I mean, the, the word of Jesus is pro-peace, right? The number here is 603-283-6160, but it's probably the majority of Christians that support war. At least that's the way it seems. Don't you think? We're coming up. Free Talk Live's video archives have been on Library for years. Library is an uncensorable, decentralized, blockchain-based media sharing protocol, and we're big fans of it here on Free Talk Live. In 2020, Library launched Odyssey, a video sharing website to compete with YouTube, and it's really taking off, now with over 1 million channels, many of whom are disaffected YouTube creators. During YouTube's crackdown for not towing the government line on COVID, the Free Talk Live YouTube channel started receiving strikes and could be completely taken down at any moment. Thankfully, Odyssey started offering live streaming, so we're now streaming live every night and posting our video archives permanently to Odyssey. You can watch live or anytime on our Odyssey channel by visiting video.freetalklive.com. If you want to go all in, download the desktop app at lbry.com, and then every video archive you watch, you'll help seed and keep it online forever. At minimum, we ask you visit video.freetalklive.com and follow us on Odyssey today. Video.freetalklive.com free talk live it's free talk live we're kicking off the second hour of the program the number 603-283-6160 that's 603-283-6160 here tonight it's ian it was not there and the captain and uh, we talked about Scientology so far tonight. We just scratched the surface on military funding of Hollywood movies and scripting. Yeah, the pentagram's been busy. The Hollywood movies. We're going to get back into that. Uh, phone calls are on the line. And then, Peakless, uh, you and I got into a conversation in just the last moments of the first hour uh, about Islam and what it believes. What is the belief system of Islam. What it calls for. Yeah. Or and, doesn't. And what the way it came up was just in our earlier conversation about Scientology. I don't know how Islam came up in that case, but you mentioned that uh, they will put you to death if you leave Islam. And I thought, you know, I don't think that's true across the board. So I, I looked it up, and beyond just the fact that, you know, the people in the United States don't practice that, there's also... No basis in the Quran, according to alislam.org. And they go into it, and we read some of that on the air. And you well, said— and there's no basis in the Constitution for putting people in jail for having the wrong plant in their pocket. No doubt about it. But the point that I was uh, trying to make is that some people who practice this religion practice it in one particular way, which is to say they will put you to death 
for leaving. And others who practice this religion do not because they don't believe well, in that. So if I say Americans will put you in jail for having the wrong plant in your pocket. Now, that's not true of every single American. That's in right. fact, most Americans will not actually physically do that. However, I'm not wrong when I tell you that. Yeah, I see what you're saying there. Uh, but I think it is more important to be more specific rather than general because it's not fair to the people who believe in a religion that they would say is a religion of peace. And they would say that the people who are putting people to death are the extremists and that you know they are in charge of some governments around the world, so they're more easily able to, to get away with that. Uh, but I think it's important to acknowledge that those people exist in the same way that there's a bunch of Christians in the United States who support going to war. A lot of them do. But there are still those Christians who are against going to war. So it's not fair to say that Christians want to go to war. Well, okay, some Christians do, but not all of them. And in the same way, some people in Islam will put you to death for leaving the religion, and some of them won't. Well, I mean, shocker, the ones who can't get away with it don't. Well, See, that's where I think the problem comes in here. You seem to believe that all of them would put you to death if they could, quote-unquote, get away with it. Okay, and I the, don't believe the, that's true. Well, the circumstances where they have control of the government, that's what happens. Okay, but only the people who are seeking control of governments are doing those things. Not everyone in Islam would want to put their fellow man to death for disbelieving their religion. I'm that's not what saying I'm every say. individual wants that. Yeah. I'm saying that's what it does. So in the same way no, that there's not, no it. Not there's every, individuals. Not every, not every individual in America wants you locked in a cell because you had the wrong plant in your pocket. But that's what the American system does. That's true, but some people, if they were elected, might actually change that system, right? Like, that's what the Libertarians purport to do. And I know you wanted to talk about the Libertarian Party uh, here tonight. Uh, we know that some of the Libertarians here in New Hampshire have advocated for lessening certain penalties of possession of plants. Yeah, and, and like those that. are people who want to change what the American system is. But that doesn't make it any less true if I tell you that the American system as it is will put you in a cell for right. all of these completely The system is people, acts. though, right? Like the system is individuals. The system is made up of people. It doesn't actually exist. There's just a belief that these people have that it's okay to use violence against their neighbors, many of whom would call themselves Christians. And that is clearly an anti-Christian attitude. That is an anti-Christ uh, sort of attitude, but Absolutely. yet it's accepted widely by many people who call themselves Christians. That does not mean that everyone who's a Christian wants to put you in a prison cell for disagreeing with them. And similarly, it doesn't mean that everyone who is in Islam wants to put you to death for leaving the, the religion. Yeah, sure. There are exceptions. Okay, great. That's all I wanted to uh, to acknowledge here tonight. That, that doesn't make it do any exist. less true that, that that Islam as it is practiced, Islam the practice, currently we can see, has this practice. Well, it depends on who you talk to. Again, you, you keep saying that it's Islam as though it's this sort of monolith, and it's not. There are a bunch of different factions in the same way that the Christians have differing okay, factions. Okay, well, Sunnis and Shiites will both put you to death for leaving. What about the, uh, the Sufis? And that's, and that, hmm? What about the Sufis? What about the Sufis? Do you know? Do you know anything about the, the Christian mystics? I don't know that much about them, but that's no one knows ultimately anything what the about Sufis the Christian are. Mystics. That's what the Sufis are, right. the mystic side of, uh, of Islam. And my friend Will Coley was one of them. So those people exist, and, and I don't and believe I they would put you to death. I definitely say that Sufis are exceptional uh, as far as Muslims go. Yeah, I don't believe they would put you to death.
So uh, it's and just I'd not say fair. That they, it's I'd not fair to say, those people. I'd also say that they are more mystic than they are Muslim. They would argue they are the tr- you know the true Muslims. That they are the ones that are the orthodox Muslims. That the rest of them are they're the ones that have strayed from the teachings of, uh, I of Islam. I don't think that makes any sense, and I'll tell you why. So Islam is centered around Muhammad, and Muhammad was a warlord. Like, fundamentally, that was his job. That was his primary, like, occupation was being a warlord. You mean the guy who taught that if the enemy's coming to attack you and then they turn around and, and run to let them? Okay. That's good tactics. Yeah. Yeah, don't. Because you don't want to, tr- you don't want to go after, you want to forgive, basically, your, your attackers? Maybe. Or maybe it's because they could be leading you into an ambush. Well, I can find some quotes I mean, from him if you want me to. If you want me to, I can find some quotes from him because they, I've I've read, I've done some research on this guy, and he's, you know, he's not the the person that I don't think I think a lot of the, the people on the right uh, are making him out to be. Okay, so. I still think I still think that warlord is the best description of his occupation, other than his founding of of Islam. You know, he he was persecuted, right for. For founding that that religion. Oh yeah. Okay. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So war was brought to him, right? Yes. You have to it, defend both, yourself both if that's directions. the case. I I think that war was brought to him, and I think that he brought war to others. Hmm. Uh, the number here is six zero three two eight three sixty one sixty. I tell you what, I'm tired of is all these people killing in the name of atheism and agnosticism. This has got to end. They do that. Uh, hey, 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 hey. They do that. They're in the, the military. The people. Yes, exactly. Uh, the, the United States Atheists federal believe government. In the state. The United States federal government is an atheistic government or a non-theistic government, whichever way you want to put it. Uh, secular. Like, yes, it is a secular That's government. Not what the Christians would have you believe. Okay, but it's absolutely what they will tell you is we are a secular government. I, we do not I, we do not respect the formation of, of any a, of a of a state religion. I mean like so yeah, I mean so there within like that is their religion. The state is their religion, so they're not atheists. Right. So let's look at the priesthood or agnostic that for that matter. Pay attention to. Because okay, so there's this whole bunch of people in in robes who are given these powers beyond those of yeah, us uh, of us lay people, right? That is an atheistic church. Uh, that's absolutely uh, an atheistic no. church. They won't acknowledge it, but that's absolutely what the state yeah. is. And, I, and, and, I, I've never heard of anybody going. Uh, or anybody even remotely having an experience of, if you leave atheism, all the atheists are going to kill you. Well, they're not a cult in that way, but they do absolutely believe in the state. They will. They've replaced belief in the state. Belief the in state. the state is a religion, so yes. therefore they are not atheists. Well, you wouldn't convince them of that. Uh, okay, but it doesn't fit the definition. They don't see the state as a religion, so therefore they're well, fully immersed. I don't care immersed. what they see it as. What they're the, fully what immersed. What the definitions in it. dictate okay. is that it is a religion. So, so it's a little more subtle, I'll grant you. But if you start questioning the scientific establishment and their consensus, you will be excommunicated by the secular people. That's I know true. I've experienced yes. it myself. Yes, I if can you agree. If you question what the consensus of the scientific community is, then you are no longer founded in reality. You are no longer listening to logic. You are no longer accepting the truth and evidence the of what is The point that real. I'm making, which was supposed to be funny, I guess, but missed the mark, is that I don't remember a whole bunch of atheists getting together and going, we're superior, so we're going to kill all of you. Because you don't believe like we do. Well, what they usually do is they mark you as insane and put you in a rubber room and tell you you have no rights anymore. Or they put you in front of a microphone and put you on broadcast radio. 
The number is 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. You can bring up whatever you want. I don't know how many atheist radio shows there are. I'm sure there are some of them out there. Um, We're coming up here. This is Free Talk Live. Free Talk Live and phones are open if you want to join the show. The number is 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. You can join us online anytime over at freetalklive.com. And please enjoy those features for free, including our social media site at social.freetalklive.com. We run the server. It is not some sort of big tech mega corporation involved in that. It's... uh open source software called Mastodon, and it's connected with the other Mastodons around the planet in what is called a federation. Uh, So you can go and follow other people that are on other servers, and you can be followed by them as well if you're on social.freetalklive.com. Now, if you're looking to wake people up to the truth, we recommend Truth Smacks, because you will smack people with the truth it is do- they will get a dose of it from every bag. You just look on the back side of the bag, and there's a ton of quotes from uh, pro-liberty sources. And so it's a great way to get to somebody through their stomach because this stuff is delicious. It is trail mix. And Suzanne, who's a former English teacher and a longtime truth seeker, recently started her own trail mix brand. She's making it, bagging it, and sealing it up herself in a commercial kitchen down in Naples, Florida. She's using all raw unadulterated ingredients no artificial crap involved here this is food as nature intended truthsmacks.com they've got two sizes and two flavors there's original and peppermint infused so if you like trail mix and you think you might like the peppermint infused you ought to try that one it's really good truthsmacks.com slash shop is where you can go to get yours and it's like basically an outreach project and a snack all Mixed together. It's a great concept. And it's really cool. Truthsmacks.com slash shop. She's spreading truth one delicious morsel at a time. Uh, so we've got a, a whole bunch of phone calls on the air, but you guys started in <laughs> to um, on a discussion that I actually am siding with you on in this one, <laughs> uh, Peakless. You and Captain started going at it about uh, atheism and the religion therein, which is, of course, the state. And Captain was uh, well. Not all atheists well, I, are, are uh, uh, sure, belong to the religion sure. of the state. But ninety nine percent of them probably do. That's maybe that ninety six. That has been my experience too. Maybe. Is that most atheists? I, I mean, there's an old quote. I forget who it was that uh, man has a god shaped hole in the center of him. Mm. Now uh, he's and, a donut and. Uh, <laughs> And, and and the atheist will say, well, that's that's a real shame because there isn't one, so that hole can never properly be filled. But I, I think there is some truth to that, and the people who, who go down that path usually fill that hole with the government, which it is absolutely primed to fill that hole. Well, so we, like, we agree that government, the concept, and the execution are religions. I don't care what government, you, you name a state or a subsection of statism, it is indeed a religion. Absolutely. And, and it's not exclusive to atheists. I mean, it's clear right. that lots of Christians and Muslims and right. all these people love mm-hmm. the state. What I'm, what I'm saying is... But I've, atheists do too. My position, as I've stated, or I stated off air, I guess, is that I don't know of a bunch of atheists who are like, hey, all you atheists, come on, let's go kill us some Muslims, or let's go kill us some Catholics, or let's go kill some Christians, or let's go kill... Do you know atheists what I mean? join the military? 
Of course they do. Then that's what they're doing. But they're, they're not specifically setting out to go kill another religion, uh, except for the fact that they've joined a religion. Well, that's so because now, they're not being told they're a religion. But once they've joined the religion, they're no longer atheists. No, that's not true. So here's the thing. They may not. Uh, I, I, I really, may not you a, join a religion, and 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 you. Uh, most people don't actually join a religion. They're born into it. Okay. Okay. So these people are are born into the state religion, and those of them that well, don't have some other religion, that they're born into it. They're not actually born into it. They are born the into difference? a set of beliefs that, if they do not replace, well, okay. They so have. the the default state of humankind, in my opinion. Uh, when a human falls out of their mother's vagina, they are both anarchist and atheist until people start lying to them. And that happens as early as they possibly can. Oh, I mean, absolutely. Yeah. Right I mean, they, you know, they get their head dunked under some water and a guy puts a little, you know, this symbol on their forehead or right. whatever. In the case right? of the state, they are uh, sent to a state indoctrination camp where they're made to say a pledge of allegiance every and, single and day. And the parents are forced to get them uh, some sort of identification number, yeah. generally a social security number, et cetera, and so on. So are they participating in the state? Yes. Yeah. Well, you could you could equally say that uh, people are born into a state of stupidity and insanity. So that doesn't really help. Well, I'm just saying the default position is no religion, no government. Well, the default position is also stupidity and insanity. But by being around no, people what, who what can evidence talk, do you have we learn that? how to talk, and that makes us less dumb. It's not necessarily <laughs> the case that when you're born, you're stupid and insane. I completely disagree. Well, we're going to have to hold off on this because uh, we've got Dave on the line in Michigan. Uh, got people have been waiting patiently here. So, Dave, you're on Free Talk Live. Go ahead. Hey, thanks, you guys. Yes. Uh, um, you know, kind of just what you said there kind of reminded me of the military. I went in when I was 19 back in 82, and as we were getting our gear at first, uh, Sergeant pointed to the New Testament pocket-sized Bibles in marine green, by the way, mm-hmm. cover. And uh, he said, optional. Well, I knew right away that I'm going to need one of these, at least one, and I grabbed it. I still have it. I don't read it very often. But anyways, you guys were commenting on uh, uh, Dearborn, Michigan. Oh, yeah. And I believe Dearborn is the largest population outside the Middle East of anywhere. it's about it's about an hour's drive due uh, east from where we are in Jackson. But... Hold on, the the largest population of Muslims. Muslims. Ah, uh, that's uh, profoundly inaccurate. The majority of Muslims in the world are actually in uh, Southeast Asia. Has it changed now? No, no, no. They, they've always been there. Uh, most. I think it would be fair to say it's probably the highest concentration in the United States. Oh, that's yeah, probably yeah. The, That's probably true. It, it, it may, that may be, and you know, I, I, I'm familiar with the uh, uh, Indonesia is mostly uh, Muslim, but yep. Dearborn itself, and yeah, I that's, lived, that's, uh, that area is where most of the world's Muslims are. Actually, it's just that they're they're very quiet about it. Right, right, and it, when I lived in Garden City, which borders uh, Dearborn, and then the next city to the east is uh, Detroit. So Dearborn borders Detroit, and I live right there, Michigan Avenue. What did you want to tell us about it? Well, I I just remember one story about it. Mm -hmm. Back when 9-11 happened, I was training for the fire academy, and I thought I might want to cross-train into police work, but I knew a cop there. And, you know, he was a friend of mine, a customer of mine also, and I got a hold of him on 9-11. I said, what the hell's going on, you know? And 
He says, well, something you won't hear on the news is Dearborn is surrounded. I said, darn. So there's no, I never had any problem whatsoever with a, any Muslim whatsoever. In fact, nobody bothered me at least, but, you know, I, I don't think they go around looking to convert or kill you if you don't believe or if you're Christian or Jewish or whatever. Well, they definitely want to convert you. I mean, there's there's absolutely no doubt about that. Um, and thank you for the story tonight, Dave. I, I appreciate hearing from you. Just uh, real quick. Uh, according to the search I did, New York City has the largest number of Muslims with approximately 75,000. However, Dearborn uh, in Wayne County has a per capita yeah. the most Muslims. Yeah, yeah highest yeah. concentration in the country. Like yeah. many religions where there is the, uh, the the specter of hell, right? And Christians and Islam both have that. Uh, they want to convert, right? Because they believe they're going to save you if, if they can convert you. So there's a nice gentleman that runs uh, an excellent Indian food place here in town. And if you go in there often enough, he might just try. More coming up. It's Free Talk Live. Join liberty-minded voluntarists, anarchists, and libertarians from June 27th through July 3rd for the 6th Annual Fork Fest at Rogers Campground in the beautiful White Mountains of New Hampshire. Fork Fest is a fork of the Porcupine Freedom Festival, which sold out for the first time in 2021. Fork Fest takes place the week after Pork Fest, but Fork Fest is decentralized, which means that there's no ticket cost and no one is in charge. All you have to do to join the fun is reserve your camping site, RV site, or motel room with Rogers Campground for June 27th through July 3rd. There's no better place to celebrate Independence Day than around other freedom-loving activists in the Shire. You can find out more at the unofficial website, forkfest.party. You can also connect with other attendees on the ForkFest Telegram and Matrix chat rooms, as well as the ForkFest forum. You can find links to those at forkfest.party. We hope to see you there. Forkfest.party. Free Talk Live. Phones are open. You want to join the show? You can. Just dial in at 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. In the studio tonight, it's Ian. Bigless Mountaineer. And the captain. And don't forget, you can join us online anytime you want at freetalklive.com. We have feeds, podcasts, uh, to which you can subscribe in your favorite podcast client. A lot of people use iTunes, but God, I don't know why. It's awful. Uh, but well, the eye system kind of locks you into their eye yeah. stuff, and uh, there are different yeah, ones talk out about there. a cult, huh? <laughs> you can uh, you go can to never leave feeds.freetalklive.com, and that's where you'll find different links to variations on our uh, podcast. There's one that's got everything; that's the basic, your normal one, and then there's one that's just got the digest. So if you're a time challenged person, you can only ever listen to twenty or thirty minutes a day. You should probably subscribe to that one. Uh, and then there's the one that just has full shows, so it just cuts the digests out, and so anything that's a full show makes it into that feed. You can get uh, all of those and more over at feeds.freetalklive.com. We're going to continue with your calls and thoughts. Uh, let's go to Olivia. She's on the line in Arizona. Go ahead, Olivia. Hey, I'll comment on the Muslim issue if there's time, but I wanted to call in about Scientology and Top Gun. Um, the reason I wanted to talk about Scientology is that they're very opposed to psychiatry, which is... Um, the medicine of using laboratory synthesized chemicals to uh, augment or supplement your own body and brain produce chemicals to help you to be healthier and saner, hopefully, if you have mental issues. Um, and the reason I called about this was 
that I recently, uh, for a little over a month now, have been taking a selective serotonin reuptake inhibitor, or it's mm. called an SSRI, and it has made so much difference. I mean, I tried everything before that, meditation, mindfulness, studying psychology, therapy, hypnotherapy, Reiki, just about everything I possibly could. And while all those things definitely did help, um, within a day, it usually takes about four to six months, they say, to work. But the very next day, I noticed such a difference. I was so much calmer. My anxiety had quietened. Okay, so I, uh, I was going to ask, what were you trying to achieve? Anxiety. Okay, I got you. Anxiety and depression, too. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I would have, the reason I, I ended up um, using telehealth, I used a telehealth service called Lemonade Health, mm-hmm. um, and it was a very quick process. I talked to, I took a survey online, I talked to a nurse practitioner who was very compassionate, and um, I was just, I was at my wit's end because I was losing all my relationships, I was having, you know, I mean, most of my life I've been suicidal, and I was having um, emotional outbursts of just irritation and rage. And it's just amazing. I feel like a brand new person. I felt like I was just demon possessed before. That's, that's because great. Because I couldn't control my emotions. Yeah. I do. And I so, do want to just throw a, a word of caution, and that is make sure you pay attention to the potential side effects. If it's helping you, far it's solid and right on. But I, I have heard many times about folks who begin these medications. And they'll work for some period of time, and then mm. you know the the effects will begin to wane, and so they'll either up their dose or they'll move them to a, a new thing. Pay attention, read all that you can about the side effects of these things, because one of the side effects, of course, for most of these medications, is suicidal Suicide. thoughts. Uh, weren't the school shooters a lot of them on SSRIs over the years as well? I believe so, but don't quote me on that. Yeah, pretty uh, sure they were. Yeah, SSRIs are are dicey. I mean, some people they work perfectly fine for. And some people, like uh, uh, I think Robin Williams was on uh, mm-hmm. on SSRIs when he killed himself. He killed himself. Uh, and a lot of people, uh, it, it like I said, it's dicey. Some people it works fine for, yeah. And some people it, it yeah. so consider very me a skeptic. Uh, well, all, my I am not a doctor, so this yeah. really isn't advice, but. You know, keep a log of, you know, how you're feeling. Keep your eye on the side effects. If you do switch from this medication to another medication of the same type, you know, make sure that you go through all the documentation on side effects. Um, you know, maybe stay away from the newer medications until there's enough study done on them. You know, you're in control of yourself here. So use your common sense. I'm glad you're finding something that's helping you, though. Yeah. So I'm going to say I'm a, uh, I'm definitely a skeptic of these medications in general. I think that it would be a good idea to do some research on the placebo effect and look at uh, what happens when people are given a placebo that it can, quote unquote, treat things like depression and anxiety there there have been studies i'm the i'm aware of specifically about depression and i suspect it's true i mean just a quick search of anxiety and placebo it looks like it's probably true for that too uh but it's definitely true where if you give somebody a pill and it's a it's a sugar pill but you tell them it's to treat depression a significant number of them will feel like their depression has been lifted. And so a lot of this stuff is absolutely in people's heads. And so if this is working for you, again, I, I'm, I'm with Captain on this. That's great. I'm glad to hear that. But if it were a sugar pill, it may also have worked on you as well if you believed it were something else. So that might be something worth uh, worth looking into 
Um, yeah, yeah, not to, not to detract from what your experience is. Yeah, uh, my I mean, well, the the thing I want to uh, get out there is like, okay, if this is helping you, great. However, it's really important that once you've sort of gotten your symptoms under control, that you then say, okay, well, what is the underlying cause? What is the root of these problems that I've been experiencing yeah. that I needed to change my brain chemistry in order to to sort of get a handle on? And and a lot of uh, a lot of psychiatry won't move you in that direction, unfortunately. They just want to prescribe a thing. That's a, what a their lot job of them. is. I mean, and it's another one of those, like you were saying, you know, not all Muslims believe in in death for yeah. leaving the religion. Not all psychiatrists will just uh, prescribe you pills. Some of them will help you with, uh, deal with underlying systems, but uh, a lot of the, uh, with underlying causes. Uh, but a lot of the the system of training them doesn't really uh, teach them to to move you in that direction i mean i totally agree and and even the the nurse practitioner is like watch your watch your side effects and you know write it all down um but to for the scientologist to say that all of this is complete bogus and it doesn't help anyone and blah 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 is just completely unfair i believe and and maybe even harmful um i did want to comment on top gun mm-hmm. um did you see it the, my one I really want to. I haven't seen it yet, but I really want to because I liked the first movie a lot. But my one biggest problem with Top Gun, and this was my only problem with Bill and Ted Face the Music because I loved that movie. It was the most excellent movie. Talk to me, but, Goose. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but they, they won't recast the original actresses because the actresses are considered too old. But they have like Val Kilmer, who is in, I'm sorry to say, very bad shape. He's in like um, Joe Biden recast- shape. <laughs> He's babbling oh, and incoherent. Sad. Um but the, the actresses are considered just too old, I guess, even though the male actors, they're the same. I mean, obviously, they've aged. Mm-hmm. And so they'll recast uh, women who are, you know, 20 years younger than the original actresses just to keep this ideal of female youth and beauty, I guess, alive. And it just that really rubs me the wrong way. I don't yeah. think that that's fair or, or right, honestly, because the original actresses did a fine job. And, you know, aging is, is a normal, natural process. And I just feel like this double standard is... Well, kind of disgusting on a certain level. I think one of the the really big problems uh, as far as the perception of femininity in our culture is that so grandmothers are powerful people. They really are. They are extraordinary when it comes to like helping out their families and keeping cohesion between uh, members that are uh, sort of getting on each other's nerves that are, you know, even threatening to break uh, uh, an extended family apart. Like this, this grandmotherly role goes back, back deep into what human beings are. And it's very, very powerful for families and for individuals and the the people who are in control of the majority and this is changing of the messages going out to people they don't want you to be empowered they don't mm. want you to have that support network so they don't focus on like hey so there's this natural progression where like yes when you are young here are the traits that are important but there's also when you are old here are the traits that are important here is what you want out of like a grandmotherly figure because that's too powerful for them to start telling you about and it, it it's too much of a threat to them really thank you olivia for the call tonight i i've seen a couple movies in the last several years that break from what she was talking about yeah uh the newer halloween series did bring back jamie lee curtis into a lead role and yep. she's you know coming up towards 70 not quite my grandmother always drilled into my head that what you see on tv and in the films isn't real Sarah Connor, uh, the uh, Terminator, the actress yeah. there, whose name is escaping me at the, at the uh, moment. Uh, Linda Hamilton. Linda she Hamilton, got brought yeah. back for the more recent uh, Terminator movie. 
And she's pretty. Uh, she's getting up there, too. We're coming up. Free Talk Live, and you can join us here. The number is 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. In the studio with you tonight, it's Ian. Big Cliff Mountaineer. And the Reverend Captain Kickass. We're going to go back to your phone calls and thoughts, but just to come back around to Olivia's call regarding taking SSRIs for anxiety and having good response, uh, it made me want to take a look at placebo because... I've I've definitely seen studies about placebo and depression. Well, I've and- experienced placebo in in that a friend of mine bought a keg of non-alcoholic beer. Oh, had a party and invited but didn't everybody. Tell anyone? Took all the labels and everything off it, so nobody knew. And they're like, "Oh, what is it? Oh, it's you know some crappy beer, you know PBR, uh-huh. Miller Lite, or something, right?" And people, people acted, acted drunk. Drunk. Yep. Uh, that's it. That's the placebo effect in real life. And there's so many different studies, of course, because in a lot of cases they have to use placebos when they're doing studies to mm-hmm. show whether or not a uh, experimental medication, for instance, is more effective than the placebo. In fact, there's uh, looking for just placebo and anxiety, just doing a search. I, I didn't come up yet. I'm sure there is something out there, but I didn't find like an overall piece that kind of looks at different studies but just in one study here from the national library of medicine national center for biotechnology information uh the abstract of this admits that uh quote the development of new treatments for generalized anxiety disorder increasingly has been sabotaged by a high placebo response rate Mm -hmm. and i believe the translation of that is we can't get any of these medications to market because they don't do as well as the placebo or they do about as well as the placebo. Mm-hmm. So all this research and development that these pharmaceutical companies put into this medication, you know, is no good because a sugar pill is just as effective as the actual pill. Yeah, Take two, your soma everybody. Yeah, two points I really want to cover on this. Uh number 1, you more or less cannot find a medication for something like this that okay so the difference between nothing and a placebo is uh, is x okay you cannot find a medication that does x amount of difference so now what they'll do they'll measure okay this this amount is the amount that placebos do and this does more than that and that gets you approved mm-hmm. but the amount more than that that they do is never even equal to the amount that just the placebo does. Sure. And number two, it's also important to know that there's uh, something called a nocebo effect mm-hmm. that does the exact that. opposite. So, like, uh, uh, for example, there was a... Um, uh, there was like an announcement at a stadium of like, uh, oh, uh, careful if you went to this soda dispenser because it wasn't clean. And then like you you just had this like mass vomiting that happened mm. throughout the stadium, even by people who'd never been to that soda dispenser. Mm. Just there, there's this this it's that psychological effect that moves in the opposite direction. Mm-hmm. Like if you convince someone that they are going going to get sick, they will they get, get sick. sick. Yeah. I mean, your your nervous system is doing an extraordinary job of confirming what you tell it. It makes you wonder how much of COVID 
was a nocebo. It does indeed, especially given the fact that like they scared the ever-loving bejesus out right. of all and of us. And being in a state of fear makes you more susceptible to to diseases sick. and yeah. to making yourself sick. Right. I, and I think there is something to the idea that a lot of illness actually comes from within, not so much that you caught something, but that you manifested it. Anyway, if you want to comment here, the number is 603-283-6160. Let's go to Stephen. He's in Georgia. You're on Free Talk Live, Stephen. Doing dishes? Hey, yeah, so he's always in that kitchen. I, he's working. I, yeah, I'm walking outside for a second. Um, so I watched uh, Top Gun. Okay, um, the new one. And the new one. Um, I also watched the old one just because I kind of like it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it's it's important to establish something before you talk about the movie. Um, Top Gun School is an absolute real thing. Um, I have a friend there right now. And what Top Gun School is, you have different communities in the Navy, one of which is air warfare, right? So that's planes, helicopters, that sort of thing. Yep. Um, and if you're in the top 1% of that community, you get invited to Top Gun School. Um, and so what does that mean? That means that top 1% of pilots, top 1% of aircraft firefighters, top 1% of air refuelers, top 1% of everything aircraft-related get to go. Um, and who is, the, who is the most hurting group of people in Navy recruiting right now? I have no clue. It's airplanes. It's, it's, it's air warfare. It's sending hmm. guys in to go do air stuff. They're having stuff, trouble right? finding a, those people? Everybody wants to be a sealer on a sub. Huh. 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 Why? Um, so Submarines are cool and seals are badass. Because Sean Connery was commander of a Russian submarine with a Scottish accent. <laughs> well, here's the issue with being an air warfare in the Navy. You have a really good chance of getting put on the ground and I don't know, Afghanistan. Mm. Um, or I don't know, Poland. You know, it seems to Who me that if you're the- in the air with the Navy, then on the ground is the one place you're not allowed to be. Um, well, you sir have this thing called sense of common. Oh. Um, yeah. But anyways, conspiracy theory time. The okay. Navy saw this coming. They saw that they were going to be hurting. They read the writing on the wall, and they went to Hollywood and said, hey, the last time you did Top Gun, everybody wanted to be in the air warfare community. Mm-hmm. Let's try to do this again. Uh, well, so that, that makes sense that it is recruitment propaganda because you are correct. Uh, it, one of the things that I read, I don't know if it's this article I brought tonight, but one of the things that I did read was uh, almost word for word what you said, where uh, the military uh, noticed a bump up in people wanting to become pilots after Top Gun you know, 1.0 mm-hmm. was released. And so it makes total sense for them to say, well, uh, you know, we need to recruit some more flyboys. Let's uh, let's make Top Gun, too. Well, and th- this is really common. Yeah. I mean, they've 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 pretty much told you that like uh when they came out with uh, a lot of the um oh what was it alias was uh, was another one of those projects that had like a lot of direct influence from the cia and yes. what they were trying to do is to recruit more agents and they they mm-hmm. they said yeah we like, want what was that uh Kiefer sutherland bit uh, 24 yeah yeah right that was also a, a very uh highly sponsored production yep. and and by the way 
technically not a conspiracy. Nothing's illegal about any of this. So, and I, I, I don't think that would classify as a, as a conspiracy theory under uh, either of those because, like, yeah, no, they pretty Doing much admit openly. that stuff. Yeah. So, uh, Stephen, I'm curious. The movie itself, who's the bad guy? I don't want to give it away, but I will say this: um, Is it China? Is it Russia? I mean, so, I, I, so there's not. So it's not like a really obvious, like straightforward, like these are the baddies. Is it the terrorists? I'm not looking it's a to a little s- bit of everybody. Okay. We Would must go s- to war with uh, the whole but, planet and f- have better fighter see, jets. You you kind of missed the point here, right? It's the entire air warfare community. So my dad watched Top Gun back in the 80s and then became an air traffic controller in the Navy, right? Um, so it's, it's everybody. And what's happening right now that's never happened is dudes are um, going in, well, it'll happen in a few weeks, but it's already been announced. Dudes will walk into Navy recruiting offices and they will play them snippets of Top Gun and be like, hey, do you want to do this? Right. And like I watched the movie and the entire time there were, you know, there was a scene where like the damage controlman, which is what I was, ran on scene and took care of things. Um, and the air traffic controller did this and this guy did that. And it's, it's one slick recruiting ad. And they're going to turn all of that into legitimate recruiting videos that are going to get played in recruiting offices across the country. Oh, yeah, I and think. Honestly. Uh-huh. Go ahead. Honestly, I think it just shows their desperation, and that makes me smile. When the government's desperate and they can't get you to sign up to be a part of their killing machine, I get happy. Right? Yeah, I was, I, I was reading a, a bunch of articles uh, of how uh, uh, police are retiring earlier and they're having a whole lot of trouble. Like, Baltimore is especially susceptible to this. But, uh, like, people don't want to be police anymore. Good. And that mm. makes me so happy. Yes. Stephen, thanks for the call tonight. Appreciate the uh, insider. First person, by the way, to call who's actually seen the movie. So thanks. Yeah, for thanks. Uh, I was just going to say, somebody, I don't remember who, somebody told me that they went to one of these you know, military recruiting things. I don't know if it was in a school or a college or something like that. And it was the Air Force they're recruiting. And they used, like, the danger zone, the music, right, for, oh, yeah. you know, the film and all that kind of stuff. So, absolutely, they are using this stuff for propaganda as a re- recruiting tool. Totally. Uh, it's, that's There's no doubt. The number 603-283-6160, that's why they get their hands on the script, so they can put their own messaging directly into the film. Yep. Continue. Free Talk Live. It's Free Talk Live. We are kicking off the third hour of the program. Live Saturday show. Phones are open if you want to join us at 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. Although for some reason people will be getting a busy signal even though there's an open line. So something's a little wacky with our system. Well, recently the phones have been packed, at least when yeah. I've been on the show. So They are loaded up. There's no doubt about that. A lot of people want to get on the air and share their thoughts. The number is 603-283-6160. Tonight, it's Ian. Beakless Mountaineer. And the captain. Uh, captain, you got partially restricted on Facebook today. I did. <laughs> Oddly enough. What happened? I posted a photo from the helicopter footage of this day 18 years ago 
when Marvin Hemeyer, a.k.a. the Killdozer, decided to bring out his homemade tank and uh, destroy the town in which he lived for the crimes of cutting off his property from access and then fining him for something that the property next door to his did. He, the, wow. the property next door cut off his access to water and sewer, and so the city, of course, fined him for that. He didn't kill anybody, right? He just he, there, destroyed some well, buildings. he killed himself. Okay. There was only one right. casualty in the entire ordeal, and that was himself. So uh, for those of you who aren't familiar with the Killdozer, just go ahead and throw that into a search engine. Marvin Hemeyer, H-E-E-M-E-Y-E-R. Kind of a strange name for something that didn't really kill other people. Did he call it that, or was that what that the was so, internet called so it? So believe it or not, there was a a movie out of, I don't know, 72, 73, mm-hmm. maybe called Killdozer. And I don't know, I haven't seen the movie, so I can't say what the content is about. But the term originated, near as I could tell, with that movie. And so somebody just attributed that yeah it just sort of became okay but what he did is he took uh you know the city basically i mean they 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 screwed him him. they effed him really good and hard do and hard and he didn't have any family and kids and so he wasn't a very very involved person in the community and all that kind of stuff uh and they literally cut off access to his parcel of land where he ran a simple muffler shop Mm, wow and he did do all the things that people are going to, oh, well, it sounds like he just went crazy. No, he, he, jumped went, through the hoops. he jumped through the hoops. He went to court. He went to the city. He appealed. He paid fines. He did all of the they things. Screwed him and they the screwed him anyway and yeah. continued to screw him because he wasn't part of their club. Mm-hmm. And so he felt that he had no other recourse. And his... Uh, uh, the the incidents, of course, uh, are famous. You can find footage. So anyway, I posted uh, an image of it on the Facebook, and now I can't like any comments. I can weird. Yeah, I can respond to them with text, but I can't click like. So if somebody responds to my posting and they're like, hey, Captain, that was really cool, I can't click like on that comment. And did you confirm that other people can click like as far as like the yes, whole in fact, Facebook there, isn't broken? There are likes on okay. some of these posts by other people. Strange. It's what a grayed strange out for me. Like, I can't, like, the like option is there. I When I tap on it, nothing Bizarre. occurs. And I verified that it's not just on my post. Like, I can uh-huh. go to other people's posts and find somebody else commenting. I you can't like, like their either. comments either. Wow. So I can like my no own No notice. Post. You didn't get any sort of heads up. Like, oh, you've been or, a bad boy. Yeah, nothing like that has occurred. And yeah. it happened within minutes after posting this photo of the Killdozer. My guess is, mm-hmm. like, hmm. the, the woke team at... Facebook is, is like, oh, oh, that's something to do with violence. It's the yeah. killdozer, right? I'm sure of it, but... Let's yeah. go to your phone calls and thoughts. Uh, we've been talking on and off about Top Gun as military propaganda. Oh, hang we- on. I just wanted to get the quote. Uh, Marvin Hemeyer's okay. most famous quote was, sometimes reasonable men must do unreasonable things. Hmm. Yeah, let's- they say you can't fight City Hall, and I think he proved them wrong. All right, let's go to John. He's in Michigan. You're on Free Talk Live. Go ahead, John. Hello. Hey, what's up, guys? Hey, You're on the air. Can you hear me? Yeah, we got you. Yeah. All right. Uh, yeah, so uh, you guys take antagonistic calls, or do you just hang up on them? Well, if you say something you're not allowed to say on the radio, we will have to get rid of you. But, yeah, we're happy to talk to you about whatever. Go ahead. Oh, no, I, I, I won't curse or anything. But you guys, like, take hey, you take antagonistic calls or not? It's an open phone show, dude. We talk to anybody who can dial a phone. Yeah, we have a communist call pretty much every night, I think. 
and we are none of us communists. All right, well, I've heard, I've heard people call in with uh, opposing views, and you hang up on them. So as long as you just want to just, like, hang up on me and then talk about Are you going to get to your point? Because I will disagree with your claim that we just hang up on people who have a different view. Are you going to interrupt me, or are you going to let me get to It depends. Point? What is your point? Go ahead. Yeah, okay. So, so that's you conceding that you want to interrupt me. So first of all, uh, it's, kind of, it's kind of laughable that you guys... Um, uh, try to adopt uh, the Killdozer as a like a libertarian whatever icon. Uh, the Killdozer is a uh, nationalist hero, and we gave him that name. We did, not you, not you. Who's we? This is the same with us. Uh, who's we? The actual, tr- the actual right wing, not you, libertarian. Like, uh, well, uh, you said nationalist, though. What do you mean by that? Uh, he's a, he was an American nationalist, as was Sky King, the guy who. Put the what plane. does that mean? They're both. Yeah, I get you. I get you're libertarian. You don't know what nationalism is, but it's not surprising that you have asked that. I'm question. asking you but because no. we have an audience out there on a bunch of radio stations that may not know whatever it is that you're talking about. So, what kind of nationalism? What is American nationalism? What is that? Define it. No, I, I get you don't know. They all know. I get you don't know. It's every American from seven, from the 1600s all the way through maybe the 1970s or 80s. Every American was like is a nationalist. You, that you doesn't define are, it. What does it mean to be an, a nationalist? What does it mean to be a nationalist? Do you know what a nation is? It's an idea, but I'm asking you. It's an idea? A nation, yes, is absolutely an idea. It is a, a social construction. What is Oh, really? Is this like, oh, oh, gender and race is a social construct? Yeah, what, what's the root word of nation? Can you tell me? Uh, birth. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, very good. It's a project. Yeah, natal. So not an idea. Not not an idea. So you group get, uh, you form. you group people together by their birth. That is that is a social construction. I I don't group people. No, reality groups people together. That's not me. If, if a no, the grouping is, born, is arbitrary. So you have to say no, this is inside and that is outside, and where you draw that line is a choice. No, that, uh, so are you are you the son of your parents, or did you choose to be that? I am the son of my parents. Did you choose that, or is that just reality? That is reality. So you didn't choose your birth, much the same way you don't choose your nation. The nation is completely arbitrary based on lines on a map that were drawn by men who are now long dead at yeah, this it is, point. Yeah. It is mostly these days drawn according to geography. However, in times past, it has been drawn according to lineage and according to other factors. So where you decide is the cutoff point for being in or out of a nation is arbitrary. You're wrong. I know a nation is not borders. Borders change. Are so you, what is a nation? Why don't you just define it yeah. for us? Uh, here, I'll do it for you. I, uh, I, I want to hear his de- definition. Okay. All right, go ahead. Do you have a magic rectangle? I'm walking, you, I'm walking you to the water, but I want you to drink. So just walk with me for a moment. Are you your parents' son, no matter where you are in the we world? We already covered that. No, 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 we didn't. I asked you a, a, another question, if you can hear. I know that beard might be in your ears, but try and listen. So unequivocally... 
I am my parents' son. So if you say, am I my parents' son in a box? I am my parents' (laughs) son. Am I my parents' son with a fox? I am my parents' son. So let's get on to the next part. Well, actually, hold on there, John. We're going to put you on hold here for just a moment because, well, you're from the Internet. And there's a chance that you might say something on the radio you're not supposed to say. And so we have to, uh, to deal with our dump machine here. And so just stand by. Uh, we will continue. We'll bring him back. We'll see if he can actually define this thing. Because that's all I asked him for. A uh, simple definition from his perspective of what an American nationalist is. Uh, but go ahead with your... Uh, you looked it I up. just looked up nation. Right? Yeah. A large body of people united by common descent, history, culture, or language inhabiting a particular country or territory. And he claimed that the Killdozer guy, uh, Marvin Hemeyer, was an American nationalist. And well, no, he said that uh, they gave him the name Killdozer and that they were the actual right. And libertarians never claimed to be the right. So, Yeah, I'm yeah. glad he acknowledges we're not. Yeah. Indeed. More coming up here in moments. Uh, the number is 603-283-6160. This is Free Talk Live. And you can join us here at the number 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. In the studio tonight, it's Ian. Beagles Mountaineer. And the Reverend Captain Kickass. Coming up in uh, three weeks, roughly three weeks, we got uh, Fork Fest. It will be the sixth annual Fork Fest. It's a decentralized libertarian camping event happening in the beautiful White Mountains of New Hampshire, at uh, Rogers Campground. It's uh, happening the week after the Porcupine Freedom Festival, which for the second year in a row is a sold-out event. Uh, but Forkfest doesn't have tickets, so the only way that Forkfest could sell out is if the campground itself sells out. And judging on pre- previous years, that's probably not going to happen, but it could. We don't know. Um, we look forward to seeing it. Usually it's a lower key, more laid back uh, follow up, if you will, to the Porcupine Freedom The after party, if you will. So, yeah, but it takes a whole week. So come on out June 27th through July 3rd. If you're a liberty minded person, if you're a right winger or an American nationalist or whatever the hell, we're going to try to find out what that is because our caller's still on the line. Uh, if you're one of those people, you will not feel welcome probably at uh, the Porcupine Freedom Festival because we really want people that love peace and freedom to uh, to show up at this thing. So. Yeah. And I, I really want to I want to tell him I appreciate so much uh, the acknowledgement that libertarians are not right wing. I mean, I wish more people did that. He's back on right now. John calling uh, from Michigan. John, you're back on. You were uh, maybe going to define what you think a so-called American nationalist is. No, I get that you don't know, and you're right that an American na- American nationalist will will be uh, allergic to your event because we're we, we don't want AIDS. So you're right. We we, we don't want to be anywhere. That's near hilarious. That. You're right. No, it's not yeah, that it, I don't necessarily uh, know. I could take a uh, hazard a guess at it, but you're the one claiming to be it. And so, for the benefit of our audience out there who may not be aware, maybe they're you're the first American nationalist they've ever heard on the radio. I'd like for you to define I doubt, it. I doubt that because American nationalists are far more ubiquitous than libertarians. But uh, yeah, the, the, the definition that you read off is actually a pretty good one. It's not exact, but it's pretty good. And nothing about the definition that you read is socially constructed. Common descent by race, ethnicity. People, I only read the definition or, of nation, though, not American nationalist. 
No, but I, but okay. Well, an American nationalist is a member of the American nation who prioritizes his nation uh, as uh, instead of other uh, other you know priorities. So the definition you read of nation is pretty good, actually. It's, okay. it's not complete. I don't want to say it's complete, but, but the, the point is nothing about it is socially constructed. Does it you have any born, other belief system, uh, the, the idea of American nationalism, or is it just the nation and that's it? No, it's, it's the nationalism. It, the ism at the end I, I, you know, kind of signifies as the political ideology, but it's the idea that your, your, your nation state should prioritize your nation which is not socially defined, as we just read off the definition of a nation. It's it's it's, it's inherent. Uh, it, it prioritizes it over other priorities. So, would you say, so just to clarify, global, I just want to make sure I'm understanding. Would you say that yeah, an American guess, nationalist is? Hang on, I got questions. So, well, the part of uh, learning a thing is asking questions and having somebody who's an expert answer them. And and you're the expert here, okay? So, uh, my my question is, can you be an American nationalist and also be a Democrat or a Republican? Uh, In today's world, uh, most the establishment Republicans and all Democrats are not nationalists. No. They're not. There's a there's a nationalist wing of the Republican Party. There's virtually no nationalists in the Democratic Party. Okay. What separates the nationalist wing of the Republicans from the rest of the Republicans? Uh, the Republicans are basically liberals, and they're basically anti-nationalists. They're basically globalists, just like Democrats. They so are, would are you, you say a nationalist you... is somebody who doesn't want to get involved in any kind of other, let's say, trade globally? You want to close down the borders and only have products manufactured in the United States? Uh, yeah, it's called what we had from 1789 to the 1970s, where we had protective tariffs to make sure that people buy, bought, hired, and, and uh, you know, uh, work American, where you prioritize your American neighbors and your American citizens. Well, now, hold above, on a second. You're you just know. talking about tariffs. Those still exist today. You said they cut off in the 70s. Those are still, yeah, they still exist today. Because of nationalists. From 1970 until before Trump, we had globalized free trade. But in the 1700s, anybody could just roll up on the, the shores. <laughs> Not of, have globalized free trade. There's no free trade here. But uh, the uh, you're, but back yes, in the day, is. people could just roll right into yes, anywhere, is. any port, and you know set up shop or, or build a house or whatever. They didn't have to ask permission. I'm guessing you don't oh, support really? open oh, borders. Really? You support oh, really? control of immigration. Oh, really? Do you want me to bring you up to the 1790 uh, Naturalization Act? I don't care what people wrote down on a piece of paper, dude. There was a huge amount of land in the United States and no government bureaucrats to enforce whether somebody showed up or whether somebody left. So just to clarify, you do believe in border control and border enforcement, right? Yeah, like what we had from 1790 until 1970. Yes, until 1965, actually. Yes, we had border enforcement all the way down. We had immigration enforcement. We had trade enforcement. We had protective tariffs. We had high taxes on the globalized 1%. We had, uh, yeah, we, we, we cared about our nation as opposed to other nations because, or our, our other concerns. We had high taxes on the globalized 1%. What on earth yes, are you talking yes. about? Like, uh, yeah. What's like the you can tax you can tax the people in your geographic area of control. You can't tax people outside of that. Are you talking about tariffs again? You want me to tell you, or are you just going to ramble? I because I can tell you. What that was, was a question. That's that wasn't a ramble. No.
WORN.FM. Earlier. Yep. That's why we got to be careful. What what was that about? I'm not going to cuss. Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. He claims in the uh, the chat room that he's, uh, oh, oh, we're cutting you off because we think you're going to swear. LMAO. No, we cut you off because you did swear. Well, oh, he was talking about when we went to when we went to oh, break. He described that as cutting him off, even though we held him through and and brought him back, only so he would then say the f word on national broadcast radio. If he's so concerned with the nation, why doesn't he respect the FCC's rules? Huh? I, uh, <laughs> I, as far as nationalism is concerned, I'm with uh, Doug Stanhope on this one, and that is nationalism does nothing but teach you to hate people you've never met yeah. and to take pride in accomplishments you had no part in. And you could tell that this yep. person is a hateful individual. I mean, well, they, he, keeps, he keeps talking about, we did this in the 1700s and we did And like, no, you didn't, dude. You weren't there. Yeah, he sounds like he's not older than 30 yeah. or whatever, but it doesn't well, matter. I'm part of this group and this group did these things. Okay, if you want to take pride for things that other people did, I don't think that's going to go well for your life. Yeah, I mean, the, clearly this person is xenophobic. They're afraid of uh, of immigration. They want to have a crackdown on those sorts of things. They I, want to have an insular uh, kind of nation state. Well, and, and since he's talking about like uh, the, the the particulars that he was mentioning, like what happened at that point in what was it uh, 1960? The the immigration policy removed the racist element of our immigration policy. So uh, I would suspect that that is also something he very strongly agrees in. Yeah, I bet that would be the case if we were able to keep and continue the conversation, I'm sure we would have gotten to that part about nationalism. Because usually when you hear the the term nationalism, the word that precedes it isn't American. It's usually white nationalism or black nationalism or some sort of race-based belief system. There's more coming up here in moments. You can join us, 603-283-6160. It's Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live, and you can join us here. The number is 603-283-6160. Whatever you want, 603-283-6160. Tonight, it's Ian. Bigless Mountaineer. And the captain. Join us online anytime you want at freetalklive.com. Many features there. All of them are free, including our chat system. It is a matrix chat server, and you can go to chat.freetalklive.com. To get the instructions on how to get connected to that, where you can interact with other Free Talk Live listeners and a bunch of trolls and some of the other uh, Free Talk Live hosts as well. Yeah, I, I wanted to make a comment about uh, the arbitrary nature of where you cut off your nation. So, like, oh yeah, okay. so like the the people that I would identify with, it has nothing to do with their ancestry. It doesn't even really have to do with their their language or any of that. But if you believe in the non-aggression principle, if like that's those are my people. Yeah, the people who believe in peace and are moving in that direction. And those people are all around the planet, right? Like those are my people. I'm blessed by the fact that I've managed to find a place where. Uh, unusually we're in a geographic location and that's definitely helpful for for building community and and more so who came together to that specific geographic location because of their shared beliefs which wasn't possible Mm -hmm. before the internet in my opinion right Right. the internet like sort of 
not only I, I think a lot of people were like I'm alone in these thoughts and these beliefs or whatever they were and you know maybe they'd meet one other person in their lifetime or two an author or something mm-hmm. you know who wrote a book or whatever they go oh, it's so good to meet you I, I feel less alone because of your book or but no you could just go move to other people who have your philosophy uh, and you are accepted by them and you don't have to feel like you're crazy you know it's too bad that caller uh, John had said the F word and we had to drop his call um, because I would have been curious to see how he feels about the idea of a national divorce there's been a lot of talk uh, it's been a trending idea that's been spread around in recent months uh, the people are saying they can't get along anymore and why should we bother trying and there's a movement towards peaceful secession is he someone who wants to use violence to keep his precious nation together in the same form he did admit earlier in his call that well the borders can move so maybe he would support that i i don't know i wonder about why that. can the borders move because they're imaginary that's right <laughs> they're an artificial construct except for save because like, we took over this yeah, area except and for, when we took it over it's ours now except for save like a natural border like a river, a river or an yeah. ocean for example well, that depends on who conquered the land up to that side of the river let's go to the phones here uh, jet is on the line he's in idaho tonight jet you're on free talk live yeah, uh, part of my um, part of my mission here on Earth is to help people think. So I've got some uh, some rhetorical questions for the audience and a major question to discuss. But uh, first, I wanted to say, you know, regarding the chemistry thing before, what I tell people is all chemistry is an experiment. And then um, when Ian was talking about Christianity, he is correct as usual that Christianity or anyone supporting or fomenting war would be in opposition to uh, true Christianity as a disciple. Sure. So, um, getting getting to the questions, I, I still want to know, in my mind, and I want other people to think about this, by what sorcery do certain people get to arrest you, jail you, judge you, and punish you, you know, who just other humans, other people. I want the audience to think about that because we have this thing, you know, the the queen um, shindig that happened all week that uh, she's been in power and on the throne uh, more than for 70 years, more than anybody else in history. Mm-hmm. And I'm, and it's I'm a thinking, long time okay, to be on a so, toilet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I'm sure she probably spends a lot of time there, but um they, people call her a sovereign, and I'm wondering, are, are sovereigns above the law? I mean, that's, my, that's one of my questions. As a queen, do you just get to do whatever, whenever it doesn't matter because the law does not apply to you? Because it seems has, like it. Has, well, it, it seems to me that sovereigns are the ones that make the agreements that matter. And while most people, if they even are familiar with this word, which is unfortunately few of them, Mm -hmm. they confine the idea of sovereign to, well, you have control of a nation state, therefore you are a sovereign. Whereas I would say, I am a sovereign, and if you have decided to take up that mantle, it is your right to become and act like a sovereign. Now, the majority of... Uh, people we call lawmakers in this country must consider themselves sovereign 
because they're willing to make rules and laws that apply to other people but not themselves. So I'm curious to know if if these crazy people, I call them megalomaniacs, decide to come down on the side of restricting the ownership of certain weapons and all, um, we know that that will not apply to them. So yes, we do. they must be sovereigns. And those that they impose their will upon must be subjects. Yes. Yeah. I was, um, you, know, you had mentioned earlier in the show about um, a free country that's kind of a kind of a oxymoron. Well, I was thinking this last week that the free state project is similar, you know, free meaning sovereign and state meaning citizen, you know, but, but that's I thought of that. just joking around. Thank you, Jeff. Yeah, for the, well, uh, uh, yeah. Hold on. So uh, while we've got you, I, I wanted to ask, uh, since you have a, a lot of focus on the idea of a sovereign, what do you think about the the fact that the uh, denial of the Russian uh, accounts was the first uh, uh, like cutoff of what they call sovereign debt? Did you have any thoughts on that? No, uh, help me understand more about that. Okay, so uh, uh, recently, the uh, right after Russia invaded Ukraine, uh, they had a bunch of money in accounts with uh, with U.S. banks, and on okay. the SWIFT yeah. uh, uh, banking system, which is largely U.S. Right. Uh, dominated, and for the first yep. time in hundreds of years, there was a denial of what they call sovereign debt. So, uh, again, this is that, that idea of those who even know what this term means usually use it in reference to uh, a country's debt. So, like, the the Russian uh, nation is what they call uh, a sovereign nation, and sovereign nations throughout the world had never had their debts denied. Even if you, whether you were in uh, Asia, Africa, didn't matter. You were a sovereign nation and never had your claims of your property been denied until now well all these all these monkeys you know, I, I agree you know with the concept of liberty and that is that we're all sovereigns that was the whole idea of of creating this in quotes nation but um, my feeling of course is that all these all these monkeys who who draw lines on maps and separate themselves because they think that somehow they need to be in charge over here. I mean, little tiny countries, big, huge countries, we call them countries, but they're, but they're nothing but kingdoms of megalomaniacs who believe that they are the rulers of the universe. I can't explain it anymore. They're, they're just all mentally ill. Yeah, and what, what's strange to me is that they, even that agreement amongst themselves seems to be breaking down. Like, by doing that, the the United States government is no longer recognizing the sovereignty even of a nation-state, which is very strange. Well, the United States, once again, is these things. We've talked about it all the time, about how it's a fiction, it's an idea, it's a mm-hmm. concept. It's not, it's not reality, because reality is something, I believe, reality is something that you can have within the five senses. You can touch it, smell it. Um, you know, hear it, taste it, um, whatever the other one is. Um, you, you, when you think about something and imagine something, you can't put your hands on it. That, that is a an imagination. Indeed, uh, the uh, previous caller, of course, could not fathom that concept. That uh, previous guy, thank you for the call, Jet. He truly believes the nation is a real thing. That's how deep into that religion he is. 
to come back to the previous discussion. Indeed. Uh, the number here is 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. He's seeing visions. That's Free Talk Live. It's Free Talk Live, and phones are open here. If you want, you can join us in the remaining moments at 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. Here tonight, Ian. Eagles Mountaineer. And the captain. And I didn't get to give you the ForkFest website earlier because we got distracted. ForkFest.party is where you can go to learn about it. It's coming up in just a few weeks, so if you're not planning to come by now, you probably should... Get your RV site or your motel room or camping site with Rogers Campground as soon as possible. Lock it in and then come on up and Free Talk Live will be there. We'll be hopefully broadcasting from the event uh, from June 27th through July 3rd. It's ForkFest.Party. It's an unofficial website because there's nothing official with ForkFest because there's no real organization. There's no tickets. There's no bureaucracy. There's no organizers. It's just you have to organize whatever you want to see happen. So if you want a poker game to happen put it together if you want uh, a concert to happen just bring your instruments you know so it's up to you to make a thing happen there uh, or just chill out with other liberty-minded folks for the week and we'll look forward to seeing you forkfest.party to the phones to the fun uh, david is on the line listening in kansas in salina to kina go ahead david hey good evening you know again always fantastic hearing you all on the radio you Thanks. know thoroughly enjoy it um you know, they're a big, big hot topic, especially even in in our neck of the woods is, is firearms, you know, gun control. Hmm. And it's, it's, it's just amazing to me how obtuse people can be in when it, when it comes to the conversation about firearms on both sides of the aisle. Mm-hmm. And you, I try to be as plain as I possibly can. You have a natural right to defend yourself. Absolutely. Against evil, regardless of where that evil comes from. You have a natural right. Oh, what do you mean? You, 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 you can't, you know, it's, it's, it's God-given right, you know, coming from the right, you know. And the left is just like, no, 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 we have to ban all guns because we can't trust human beings, you know, but we can trust the government. <laughs> Which yeah, is made up of human beings. That yeah. is always the breakdown in their, I, I guess you could call it logic. Like, they have this idea that, okay, you are, are children. You are immature. You cannot be trusted with these dangerous toys. So we, the adults in the room, the responsible parties, have to take those away from you. It's like, okay, right. but you're talking about human beings. Like, you, you aren't making a qualification for that. You're just saying people can't be trusted with these implements. Okay, so Except who's going to take people. them? Yeah. Oh, wouldn't you know it? Yeah. It has to be other people. Like, there's there's no space aliens coming down to beam away all of our gunpowder. Like, no, it's it's human beings. So you're saying, since human beings can't be trusted with this, we must trust fewer and fewer human beings with it. So... The the question, of course, in my mind is why would I want or trust an organization, government in this state, in this uh, instance, to take guns away from everybody else when they've already ruled that they don't have any duty to protect anybody. Mm-hmm. But that sure. same organization also is currently shipping hundreds of thousands of 
guns and rockets to the Ukraine. Yeah. So they'll exactly. they'll go out of their way to arm other people elsewhere, but they'll tell you here that you can't arm yourself? No, I'm sorry. Exactly. Against an oppressive, you know, government or an oppressive organization. Yeah. That's the thing that just absolutely blows my mind. When I see people who are supporting Ukraine, they put their... The, the blue and the, the gold, you know, and whatever social media page they're on, I support Ukraine, by the way, turning your guns, yeah. it's yeah. doublespeak. It's, yeah. it's hypocrisy. If anyone has proven themselves to be untrustworthy, it's agents of the state. I mean, these people are constantly telling lies, not just the politicians, but the, you know, the head police chief and all the way on down the line. Everybody, they're, they're encouraged to lie and they get away with it. That's right. And and the, the biggest thing that blows my mind, too, is when I talk about the history of gun control mm-hmm. and who it disproportionately affects the most in this country historically, minorities, Absolutely. black and brown oh, yeah. people, yep. and their access to firearms. Everyone's just like, oh, that's a, that, that sounds like white male privilege to me. Yeah, the biggest you- institution of gun control in this country was because the newly freed slaves had scared so many people. Well, we can't let them have guns. So they started passing these massive measures to make sure that they weren't an armed free black people. Exactly. Exactly. And, and, and that's, the, that's the point I try to make is that gun control is designed to oppress or suppress another group of people and you will never tell me that someone is going to take care of me because i have been a victim of gun crime gun violence i myself have been a victim in my hometown at a time when kansas said i could not defend myself Mm. with a handgun well surely the police were right there to help you in that situation right (laughs) Hell no. You know where they were? They were down the block dealing with a drunk driver mm-hmm. who come to find out beat the drunk driving case because he wasn't drunk driving. Wow. <laughs> wow. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm well, laughing my because. My friend getting shot yeah. at and my friend getting shot. Where are they? Down the block, dealing with a drunk driver who wasn't even drunk. Right. Well, as we've seen, when there's actual danger to be found, the police are just 90 minutes outside standing around before they'll do anything about it in the uh, Hey, they're not doing nothing. They're making sure that you don't go in there and save your children. sure did. Because we already went in and saved our kids, so. David, uh, anything else you want to share tonight? Well, no, it's just, you know what, speeding is legal for a price. That's true. Hmm. Oh, yeah. That's a good point. Yeah, yeah. any any of these uh, so-called laws that have a dollar figure attached to them uh, just mean just a tax. that, that yeah. it's legal for that price. You are absolutely spot on. Thank you, David. Appreciate the call and the thoughts here tonight. Let's go to, uh, let's go to nobody else in Massachusetts. Go ahead. Uh, hi, how's everyone doing? What's on uh, your mind? Ian, I have a... I have a question. Like, how many police officers have you pissed off in your life? I don't, Lots, I don't know. I don't know how they're feeling inside when, uh, you know, they, when I talk to them. Yeah. Mike. Okay. The, the point is going back to yesterday's conversations and the guy, after I called in. Okay. Just to recap briefly, yesterday's conversation was you talking about you were in jail, uh, that, uh, there was some controversy because 
you allegedly might have said something about a drug dealing, allegedly drug dealing jail guard, and the jail guard sent uh, inmates after you. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah. Um, and my my points are this: like the uh, the next caller called in and he said that you know he was um, desperate to you know smoke a joint and stuff. And I'm for you know marijuana, and mm-hmm. I would love to have had the marijuana in jail. Mm-hmm. You know that that would have been great. Um, but it, they weren't doing. They, it was the desperation aspect that I was watching, and that's why I want to you know speak up about it because it was. And here's the thing too: I'm for you know, maybe like assisted suicide, but I don't want to watch people commit suicide. And that's basically what I was witnessing in jail. So it's the concept of, you know, um, people doing drugs recreationally versus like poison. I was witnessing people poisoning themselves willingly because the jail was putting them in desperate situations. And I want to make that clear. And then just and nobody made a comment, and I'm completely fine with it. And people, yes, be have some, you know, uh, it's okay to criticize me, but can we criticize the system? It's like, no way. The, the police can't take criticism. Can the jail take the criticism? And nobody's comment was like, uh, you know, it's a typical kind of thing and i'm completely fine with it like snitches get stitches well yeah it I'm, sounds I'm like you were snitching on people and so it's understandable no, no, that well yeah yeah you're gonna get and, targeted but here's the, here's, yeah exactly but here's the thing too like um again and do you want people like if you were intimidated what are you gonna do and that's the thing it depends and i'm on the situation i wouldn't thing, be snitching yeah. on people if well, you're going to take drugs in jail, if you're going to smuggle drugs in jail, as far as I'm concerned, that's your business. The, that's actually one of the few good things. I, hey, a tiny piece of free market. Thing, what I'm, my, my thing is, who am I snitching on? I'm not snitching. I'm not trying to. And it was cleared up. It and, sounded like you snitched on the jail to, guard. Who was? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. On the he jail guard. He was doing people a favor. He was trying to bring drugs no, into no, the jail. No, he, he's poisoning. That's what I'm trying to say. You're, well, you're that's your opinion. Well, that's your opinion. Well, you know, you're saying people were trying though. to kill themselves with the drugs, then that's their choice yep. too. It's their body, it's their choice. Exactly, exactly, but then that's what well, I'm you saying. took that so away from it? them when you snitched out their dealer. Uh, so that's uh, why people I- got upset at you. You know, it's pretty obvious to me what happened there. Again, I wasn't there. I don't know all the the ins and the outs or the the dirty details or whatever, but Thanks for the call tonight. Uh, we're out of time. I just wish we weren't putting these harmless people behind bars because right. most of them didn't do anything to anybody. That's true. Most people in uh, in jails are there without any victim whatsoever. We'll see you tomorrow night online in the meantime at freetalklive.com.